podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Summer's coming, Washington, D.C., and so are pesky mosquitoes. Don't let mosquitoes ruin your backyard fun. Call your local True Green experts for True Green Mosquito Defense. This science-based treatment will help control mosquitoes in your yard within 24 hours and keep your family and pets comfortable all season long. Save 50% on your first mosquito service by visiting TrueGreen.com summer or call 877-629-0092. Say goodbye to mosquitoes and hello to the perfect outdoor space for summer. Call True Green today. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Hello, good evening, welcome to the club, it's Monday night, we're back in the studio, I'm Andy Young, your host, I'm joined with Phil Casey, Ray Dickinson, Paddy Lawson and Gar Breen. Uh, we're going to be talking about pre-season games, we're going to be talking about Klopp's mood, we're going to be talking about all our signings and we're going to be talking about all the players coming back, which are like new signings in pre-season. <laughs> um, so, first of all... All right, Gar. <laughs> First of all, the Napoli game yesterday. Phil, you watched it. I did. Did you enjoy it? No. It was, the enjoyment was ruined from the very moment that Yamandi put Jamie Webster on top of the stand. What was that all about? I don't, really, really. Look, I loved the Champions League. I loved the buzz about the, in Madrid. I loved all the videos that came back from Madrid afterwards. Loved seeing all the lads enjoying themselves and having great sing-songs and all, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was last season. Yeah. We don't want to be singing the, singing the songs up on a roof in a pre-season friendly because it just feels artificial and forced, right? And the one thing we've talked about over the years, Andy, is when this club is doing well and this team looks like it's going to be challenged for trophies, the atmosphere generates itself. It doesn't need a fucking tape to come on to remind us to sing when we score a goal. It doesn't need a fella standing on the roof of a stand on a truss trying to make sure that he can that everyone is G'd up, ready for a friendly game against Napoli with like twenty seven fellas still not even turned up for training camp. It doesn't Just need specifically that. about the game. <laughs> <laughs> I value all this stuff, right? Yeah. We'll talk we'll touch on that a little bit later because yeah. I have a little topic. I turned off I, in protest. Mm. So now a horse to shield the television, I had to buy a new television over it. Now the game itself Yeah, I mean look intensely it's not, boring. Yeah. Like, I, I, but I'm starting to wonder are the players also intensely bored at this stage it's almost like they want everyone's something to fight for and there's nothing to fight for in pre-season right? outside of players looking to get places but you can see the, you can see the fellas who are going to get a run the fellas who aren't going to get a run now at this stage mm. and it's almost like with no competitive edge in, no real competitive edge in these games that they're struggling to get up for it and that is of all the things that's mm. the one thing that has me a little bit worried that I, want to see, I wanted to see the fire in the belly from the off. I wanted to see what it is. But then like the, the flip is, and I said it last week as well, we have got Mignolet in goal and all the mad goals that we used to concede are back again and all the mad things that went on are back again. And that's not a slight of Mignolet, yeah. but it is. 
<laughs> but if you know what I mean, like it's, it's the yeah. difference between an Allison and goal who, if the lads make a mistake in front of them, nine times out of ten saves the shot. Yeah. It's the difference where we play 10, 15 yards deeper. Mm. The one thing that was really noticeable about it yesterday is how stretched that team was from defence to attack. Whereas when Allison is playing, it's how compact that team is from defence to attack. Yeah. And that really stops us and prevents us from being a very fast, aggressive, attack and moving unit. And I think that to me is, is probably the, the biggest takeaway from that game. Yeah. Um, well, one thing that stood out there today, now, I've kind of just got the feeling that they've been at about 75% uh, by design, right? Because Klopp's talked about how little a break they've had. So has he gone and talked the players into just holding off a little bit till we get close to the season and, and put it in this week and train and then next week. Yeah. But then there was talk, uh, Robertson was saying that Milner and Henderson lashed into the players for the lack of... Um, was that on the effort. pitch when they had that kind of little uh, yeah. lull? There was something. There was a break up in play, and yeah. there was a, an injury or something. And you could see Henderson and Milner actually trying to get a grip of the situation. There was a little response. It was about yeah. 40, I think it was on about forty minutes. Um, it was clear. It was clear that you know the senior players on the pitch weren't happy with what was going on. Yeah. Um, I think back to what Phil say, was, was was saying there. You've got you've got. I suppose you got to remember that we were we were in such an intense title race where every game mattered mm. for such a large part of that season, and then obviously the Champions League run, every game mattered, and it is a bit strange, both as a fan and I guess as a player, in playing games now which don't really matter, mm. and and like we're not getting because the intensity is not there. We're just slipping into really bad habits, and and you can see it's absolutely infuriating Klopp, and it's infuriating us as fans when you see some of the usual suspects. Mignolet is the obvious one who seems to be at the scene of the crime. You know, it's like yeah. he pulls off certain saves, but it's the same old thing. He seems to be part of um, slipping into bad habits, and I think Klopp's now got to the stage where, you know, all the, all the kind of all the, the 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 sort of the Champions League winners tour has got to stop, you know. Yeah. And I think he's probably going to be sending that signal out to the players. This is now time to get serious and time, um, really from the charity shield. I know it doesn't mean anything at the end of it whether we win it or lose it, but I think he will expect us to be back on it, even though we're not going to have every single player back at that point moving forward because he's he's not going to tolerate this kind of sloppiness for much longer. Yeah, like I think, I mean, I always like to see a preseason where you're winning your games. I think habits, and we did it last season, by the way, and and it and it that bred a lot of the positivity and the good start that that ultimately was the foundation Mm. we built a successful season on. Paddy, do you think it's just a case of a flick of a switch? It could be like you could be looking at the players, and the players could be saying stuff like, "We're champions of Europe. We are European champions, so we don't really not that they don't give a bollocks, but preseason is." Like they're trying to rest. I know Klopp is trying to get them, <coughs> sorry, get them ready for the season. But they're probably even looking like the yeah, humans. They're going to be looking at the amount of games they're going to have to play. Mm. And as you're saying, we haven't brought in many bodies. People are saying our oh, players are like new signings, and some players will be like new signings. Like the Chamberlain coming back will be good, bringing in that young lad. But it's up to the it's up to the players, and the players know themselves of what. And how intense they have to be coming into the start of the season. Like pre-season is pre-season. Everyone yeah. on Twitter is losing the will to live, but it it is pre-season. Like I think last season Manchester United won all their pre-season games, and look how they turned out. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like we haven't, well, we haven't won 
It's three. But the only thing we are looking for our preseason is getting players back as soon as possible. Like as I think Shani said it last week on the pod, Manny season only finished. Manny season was still going and we were starting in our new season. Do you know what I mean? Which when he comes back, I'd imagine he's going to be given some sort of rest a week off or whatever. Yeah. I know Salah is still off flouncing around somewhere in the Philippines or whatever he is. But he's having a great time. Like, it, like, the, like as we always say, like the, man, the managers and the people at the club know best, but the players themselves will know that they need to step up again. And as Dicko said, like the charity shield, it might be Mickey Mouse or some clubs, but for us coming out the back of being European champions, it'd be a stepping stone again yeah. to, to get us going again in the season you know what I mean yeah so we, like our bigger players I know it's it's quite meaningless to them they're not used to playing them, them sort of games but the benefit of pre-season of course Garrett is for the younger players has anybody has anybody really benefited from pre-season I'm talking about Brewster and Wilson and Brewster has shown in glimpses in the first few games they've done really well LaRouche uh, did very well until he got butchered yeah. and kicked yeah. um, it, wasn't, it wasn't a butcher then, but he, you know, he got built on the ground I don't think Wilson has stood out as much as I thought he trying to make a bit of an impact to, to try and really break into the squad yeah, like it's a big that, one. That's, that's Wilson. been a letdown, if I'm yeah. honest with you, is, is Wilson, because I actually thought, well, he's coming back from on a really, really good season where he stood out, where he's took the ball by the horns, and he just hasn't stood out at all. He doesn't yeah. seem to have the physical attributes, you know, to make it into this club team, I, I think, anyway. I, I think Kent is a headless chicken, anyway. Yeah. I think he's, you know, that typical, typical English English winger, you know, <laughs> that was years gone by. Yeah. Load of pace, few few little lollipops, and and, and that's the end of him. He, he's he does have an air of arrogance about him, but he doesn't have the arrogance that Wilson has. Or yeah. Wilson showed last year in in the championship. Yeah, like look, I I don't know. I mean, Klopp has talked uh, in depth about how little breaks there is in England, and they've only finished up. You know, I mean, we had the final on the fourth of June, and we're straight back into it. Like we played six games or something in July, um. It's it's mad. I assume there's some element of a switch, and hopefully this week, you know, when he gets them back back to Melwood, that he can switch that back on and get the intensity up again. But there is people talking about fatigue out there. There's even people talking about XG. <laughs> <laughs> That's XFG. Yeah. Capital F, capital G for random reasons. So is anybody? Is anybody sensing fatigue at the moment? Yep. Like, go ahead, Phil. Yeah, I've had social media fatigue. <laughs> the season hasn't even kicked off. I'm sick of it. I thought you were gone after. Well, I thought you were gone after. I only come on. I, I come on randomly just to throw a yeah. tweet out just yeah. to see what's going on. And every time I go onto it, it's like top red. You don't know anything you're talking about. You're I'm a top red supporter. You think it is? And it's the same cunts. Yeah. And I hate using that word, but like it is. If you're on there trying to tell somebody that you're not a top red, or if you're on there trying to tell somebody that you're wrong and we need to do this and we're destined for failure, it, you're, the, you're just the same side of the cunt coin, basically. Look, it's all we... Look, it's, it's like, it's, it is, it is. You're literally the same... Come here, it's... Like, you're, literally, you're literally dealing with the same person. If you remember Two-Face in Batman, that's Jar. Yeah. You're all the same. You're all the same. One, one morning you wake up, you've had a load of gargle on you, you're going to go schizophrenic at yourself in the mirror and you're either going to be a top red... Are you yeah. going to be an anti-top red? Look, I think that's I think bottom that's across red, the board. Bottom red, top red, uh, bottom on red, top social media. Red. With any topic, whether it be politics, like people can't just be, 
you know, see things from both sides mm. anymore. You know, if you want to get noticed, you have to go extreme. Get me balls out. But in terms of fatigue, look, you know, our, we're going to be having the, the better players, but, well, I'm going to say better players. We've, our top players, our top reds, <laughs> <laughs> they're coming back. <laughs> Not the negative pricks yeah. like the ones that are in training at the but moment. They, but the, the top are, reds, the, the top re, reds are back. The real reds. Yeah. The real reds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, um, they've had quite um, an intense Who's summer. Dave? Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Not Dave. Dave's had a quite an intense one, hasn't he? Fair play uh, to Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, here they can. Well, uh, <laughs> well, you know what's going to happen, right? People are, well, people are obviously giving out about the, the lack of players we're signing. And if three or four results don't go away away before January, people are going to be saying, oh, the players are tired, they played so many games, we have to go to this club championship, we should have brought in bodies, we should have brought in this and that. Yeah. We've sat here in this studio and we've had a conversation and every time we turned around and said, I didn't think Klopp was going to get that right, I didn't think yeah. Klopp was going to do that. So everyone's losing their shit, but we've been proved yeah, wrong look, time and time again that the manager's been right. Look, it's just Twitter games. The top red super fans like myself are going to... I got to... Are gonna glow in, uh, you know, being right, supportive of, of the team and being behind Klopp and all. Look, it's only it's only fun and games, but I don't know. It, it's worth talking about the fatigue. Like, yeah, um, the the players have went out to America. Like, I just feel like this. I said it on the pod a few weeks ago. I just feel like these preseason tours are a mistake. Mm. You know, uh, and they're not for the greater good of the players. No, and the revenue farms is the commercial. Yeah, yeah. that's all it is. Uh, I think the only mistake was on 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 the momentum that's built up over the last few years, and and what went with us um, winning the Champions League is it's kind of it's it's turned it into more of a kind of circus. Yeah, yeah it has. Yeah, it has, it has yeah. uh, and and it's kind of it's fed the frenzy in a way, but but. I think we have got to consider for you know for future years is this you know is this the right thing to do you know yeah. to be going out there every year in year out well, and you know just one other thing as well sorry to, to the one thing that I'm also unhappy about in this uh, run of games that we've had so far where's the games on on actual football pitches yeah, a lot of college standard pitches. Yeah, if you know what I mean. And even and <laughs> even a and even a rugby field and even a rugby field at the weekend. Yeah. Do you, Do you know, know what I mean? The biggest attendance at a football match in Scotland um, since 1958. Since and, and it was and, yeah, since <laughs> 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 in Argentina. But no, it, honestly, that and I look at it and I say the only mistake they've made in pre-seasons they didn't have their annual pre-season friendly in Dublin. Every year since Klopp has been here, they yeah. played in Dublin. Well, we haven't had to play in the Charity Shield, and it's normally that weekend they yeah. come to Dublin. Well, they should have just ditched the Charity Shield and come to yeah. Dublin. And, play and they're friendly. playing a nice pitch in Dublin. Yeah, uh, beautiful pitch. Barely meet, played on. They meet nice fans. They never. Yeah. The football has never played in the ground in Dublin, so it means the grass is nice and level all the time because they just kick it up in the air. Yeah, little, little Vinny goes the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. fans yeah. can travel. Fans can travel. <laughs> 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 that bitch you eat, Bart, you know, make it available. There's the Lewis. The Lewis and the dart goes very close to, go, goes to the ground. Oh, so no, the dart doesn't go to the airport, which oh. is a big problem. So if you're coming to Dublin, the only public transport link in from the airport is either a taxi or a bus. We don't have a railway system that no. gets you in. I think, it's, I think it's great. For anyone who lives well, in America. 
Paddy, um, it's great to let the Belfast fans come down. We know one. The heat, quite heated about. <laughs> <laughs> the heat and the the humidity over there, right? It's yes, in uh, America. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's fucked the players up. But they're visibly being tired looking. Um, Gar, do you think when they come back to normal climate, do you think? I mean, they're playing in Switzerland, is it? Yeah, maybe on forty odd degrees. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're acclimatized for it. I, I, I think even if they wet the pitch, <laughs> it's not going to make a difference. Can they wet the pitch? Uh, but do you not think they should do a bit of cold weather training? I keep saying this all the time, like because most of the season's going to be cold in England. There's no point in doing 50 degree heat training sessions all the time when you're going to spend most of your time in cold weather. I know, I know the Arctic is on fire due to global warming, and there's nothing we can do about it, right? So it's hard. It's hard to find a cold I think spot in the world. Yeah, it's a great training. place to go in December. Where? Qatar. Qatar? Yeah. Yeah, especially if it's World Cup year. Because exactly. it's on that. Because <laughs> we're going. And we've got two yeah. games over there, and that's another problem that's going to be fixed. You know, that's going to yeah. cause. A bit, I just think, Andy. I think Klopp is going to. I think Klopp is going to lose his marbles. With, you know, with England eventually, it's just he doesn't sign another contract. No, Do you think so, no, yeah, he's not signing another contract. He's moved. He's moved in um, the press conference. Well, it was quite low. He, was, he wasn't happy with the players. He wasn't it's happy gone on with the last couple, of, last three or four. And he's yeah, quite but people are people are reading into it and are thinking: Is he not getting backed by the owners, or is he not getting what he wants? Where it's his contract? Is he basically is he not getting what he's want, what he wants? But I think what he what he keeps getting, and which he definitely doesn't want, is all these games, game after game. And I mean this this season, it's like it's going to be a. It's pretty much like a forty-eight week season, you know. And I think so. Like, but do you not think that that's what really is feeding into the fans' concern <laughs> around not increasing the size of the squad? Yeah, because yeah. he's been given out about the number of games since he came to England, right? And by winning the Champions League, he's added in about another six or seven games, almost another ten games yeah. into the season itself, right? Assuming we have a better run in the League Cup this year, because they're. Our squad is deeper in terms of the young players that are there, so they're likely to go a bit forward, isn't it, right? You'd imagine. That's probably an extra 10 games on, on the season that we had last year. Then you look at it and saying, well, he's been given out that there's too many games, and there's a chance now to sign or bring players in, we think, mm. and he doesn't. So he can't use the too many games show this year because his decision, his decision isn't to go out and so on. Do you know what I mean? Mm. He can't use that we've had. We don't have a big enough squad for all the games. He knew all those games well, are coming. Well, well I don't it's know. To come to a bit of the conclusion that he may deep down want to sign X, Y, and Z player, mm. but I, I do think there's a certain restraint that's being placed upon him, and he is now, re, you know, trying to manage the expectations of the fans yeah. in terms of what the club is about, you know, that we haven't got. He's kind of, his words to me are the words of the owners in some respects in that he's he is saying that, you know, we've bills to pay and all that sort yeah. of stuff. And I think he's, at the end of the day, he can't just go out and do what he wants. He's he's he is restricted by whatever the owners want to do, and I and I, I you know to me this isn't all about him not wanting to go out and sign players. I, I think he has genuinely been told he's got a certain limitation, yeah. despite the yeah. fact that to all of us we think this is a golden opportunity golden money, to yeah. kick on. We've got all this money. We should go out and you know we should have two 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 top signings made already, and all we've done is. 
buy two kids for the future sort of thing. Mm. But we're operating in a certain way. We don't necessarily like it because we think we've got the opportunity because we, re- we genuinely think we've only got one of the team to beat to get to the holy grail of winning the league. But the reality is we're not going to go out and splash 100 million. It's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. The added pressure is on the team is that we won the, we won the Champions League. That's yeah. an added pressure. So if you're at the likes of Newcastle or lower teams that like you're playing the champions of Europe so you're going to yeah. up your game Yeah. so like teams are going to come out and get like everyone every fucking other keeper that used to come to Anfield used to turn into fucking Iker Casillas and have the game of their lives at Anfield two seasons ago not so much last season because we were blowing teams out of the water but teams coming to Anfield now are going to step up their game a little bit because they're playing the champions of Europe and to beat the champions of Europe it'd be a fucking it'd be a huge Head to have, like, do you know what I mean? You always think to have on your CV, we be fucking Liverpool at home, the champions of Europe. And that could be an added pressure that's crept in, that will creep into the team and creep into the manager. And as Zika was saying, like, that maybe there is restraints we don't know about. Or maybe, as you said earlier on, he's maybe just right, waiting for the right player. The right yeah. player isn't available that he wanted. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. The one thing I want to say, the flip side on this, that we as fans never factor in is the cost of increasing and, pr- and providing new contracts to existing Wages. players yeah. we've, we extended Salas we extended mm. Manes we extended mm. Firmino's we've extended Van Dijk's mm. we're potentially extending Klopp's himself right mm-hmm. the club is there is I know we've we got, we got a lot of money out of Champions League for last year but the money that we got from Champions League won't come through in this transfer window it'll be tr- no. through the back end of this I'm season get, I'm actually going to get to that because I have some numbers for you Gar, oh, oh, Gar. Andy Nomics. Oh, oh. Uh, did you make them up? Gar, you were saying? Andy, I want to ask you Phil something. Um, Phil, regards to Klopp, and we've, Andy's touched on a bit there, we've seen that Klopp try to add a load of players into his Dortmund side towards the second second season um, after he'd done really well. Added too many in, and things went really, really tits up for him. Um, after, after that season, he decided to go off him, right, or second, third season, probably. Third season. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I know you watch a lot of German football, so I wanted to point this to you. Do you think? Do you think, as obviously senior apologies? Do you think that he's, he's maybe learned a lesson there? Also, I know he's probably hamstrung by you know owners a bit. Do you think he's now going right? Do I need to add for another four, four or five players in here when I'm, I'm I'm developing lads when I'm bringing lads on? Do we end up in the same situation at Dortmund if we bring three or four? T- Really good players into the squad. My top red. Yeah, it it upsets the appetite a bit, and what happens is the same Dortmund situation happens again. He gets paid off, and then goes right. That's just me last season. I'm gone. No, I, I, look, I, for me anyway, it's not that at all. I think it's a case of that Klopp, in his own looking at how his methods work and how he works as a manager and how what works best for the team that he's trying to create, has probably realised that you can't put five, six, seven players into this squad that haven't been around his methods as it is because it takes them four or five months to get up to speed to the way he wants them to play in the, t- in the tactical system that he wants them to play in and the way he wants the team to play. So he really can only embed four players max into a, cl- into a squad at any one time. He did that last season. He's probably looking and saying, this is the closest I've gotten now to a squad that I'm really happy with everyone I have from one to 19, right? Mm. And if I add one or two more, he's looking at Brewster, who's been around the squad, who's seen how the methods have worked. He's thinking to himself, right, Origi's my number four. I've got the front three lads. Origi's going to come in and out of that. And if I need somebody else, I've got Brewster, who's going to be around and training with us and is going to be well embedded in the way we play and the way we're structured from doing all this. Exactly. 
he's looking at it, he's saying he's had Wijnaldum play as a deeper line midfielder for a while. And now he's been playing up front or whatever, but that's a sort of modern necessity because Kent and Wilson aren't good enough. But like you've got Wijnaldum playing in that centre midfield role. You've got Henderson to sit there. He's now got Keza and coming back this week, he's got Fabinho there. For the first time, he's probably looking and saying, right, I've got four midfielders mm. for three places that I'm happy to move them around yeah. and... Uh, yeah, and Mil- he's got, but he's got Milner there, and that's, that's without getting into the attacking midfield. I'm talking about he's got four for the two oh, spots sorry, yeah, 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 that he yeah, wants yeah. in that midfield. Yeah. Ahead of them, then he's looking at options. He's got Shakiri, he's got Milner. He can use Lalana, and I I, I jested the Lalana part because we know he's he's, he's got Chamberlain that's coming back. Chamberlain actually is one that we haven't thought about. I'm really nervous about Chamberlain. Mm. He looks yeah. like a player who's really struggling. Could turn so into guy, a big bust. Yeah, given, football and, and given the that the build up that's been given, given how well he was playing before he got injured, yeah. but he really looks if he has this niggly calf thing, it could be another six or seven months until he's fully mm. fit again to play. Look, I think yeah. I think Klopp will be aware of all that stuff. Gomez is saying coming back from saying, look, I don't really agree that he's playing politician. I I know they pay his wages. I know he has to toe the line, but he does explain an awful lot of things that it wouldn't be necessary for him to go to the lengths of explaining what he likes from you know the unity in his team. There was a good interview with him on Redman and just talked about the unity in the team. And I think it, there is a fear there that if he brings in too many players, he loses that. I don't think. Um, games. I don't think we're ever going to bring in five or six because we don't need no, to bring in five or six. We just need one or two marquee sort of signings, big signings. Yeah, really. I think we're, I think we're all we're all compromising on the one and two at this stage, like the left back cover and then an attacking player or attacking midfielder. But I, I do I do think he's he's being honest. I don't think the amount of squad players is proportionate to the amount of games. I don't think it's it works quite like that. I just think he'll manage his resources. Yeah. You know, he'll prioritise cups. Let's face it, he's never really looked at the FA Cup or the um, Cup. Carabao Cup in, in any sort of respect. Or, yeah, well, I don't know what's it going to be called this year. The League Cup. Just yeah. call it the League Cup. That's what it is. The Purple Hunky Dishwasher Cup. In terms of FSG and the money, right, they were... Um, they they turned over record, sorry, not record record turnover as well as profit, 145 yep. million profit. Yeah, and that was for last year. Yeah, and then since then, since then, there's even been more bumper earnings, like you know, in terms of TV deal, the Champions League. That was at that May 18th, because they're always the the accounts are always a year previous. Previous. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so it's not May 19th, it's May 18th. So that was at for including the Champions League money from Kiev. Yeah. 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 Okay. And it was. So before we spent what we did last summer. Before we spent last summer. So it would have included the Van Dijk coming in and Coutinho going out. Yeah. So whatever we spent then after May will only be in May 19's accounts. Yeah. Which, were, which won't which be until... Which was last year. Who did we... Um, Fabinho. Fabinho. Well, Keita, See, it depends on whether they recognise the Keita deal in the accounts because they bought him back in 17. They agreed, they they, but I doubt they paid any money. Well, they, I think they paid something like twelve million to as a down payment on them, up, like yeah. at that point in time. But, but look, they, they brought Fabinho, um, Shakiri came in, yeah, and I can't remember who else we signed. And they, but they're all great, yeah. Well, it's for to me anyway. Oh, it's, it feels yeah. like it feels Allison. like the first time Allison. that sixty odd million Allison was since then. Sixty yeah. million on Allison, forty five million on Fabinho, mm. twelve on Shakiri. And, and Keita as well. Keita was 50 million, so if they had a, the, the, mm. whatever it was outstanding on Keita. Yeah, but look, yeah. you don't, I know you don't pay. So our, pro, yeah, our profits were purely based on Coutinho going, and yeah. then it was spent up 
So would they not be bringing in? Right, I, I know our wages are our wages are actually second highest by by percentage to overall. Now, well, it's only second highest because of the way Manchester City report wages, right? Okay. So Man- this is what Manchester City got into trouble over, right? So Manchester City don't report all their wages that they're paying the players. They report what they pay the players in the official wages, but they don't report what they pay the players in, in, play- in image rights. So it's like so doing a mix and you get cash. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does give you £400, over, give me 300 cash, so, yeah. Say, say, agree, say, they're, they're, say it's a 300 grand a week wage you're getting, right? Yeah. But you're only getting 150 on the books as wages, and the other 150 goes towards your image rights. It goes to an offshore company. This is what this is how they got around the FFP regulations. Yeah. So it's so maybe I mean maybe it's the case where it, like Klopp says the bills have to be paid. Is he, he being upfront and honest? Maybe the bills do have to be paid. There's a training ground being mm-hmm. developed. Uh, I expect announcement on the road in quite shortly. The, yeah. the yeah. Yeah. well they're, um, let, they're letting the they're letting the planning permission lapse. The sense I'm getting is that. They may be looking at not just the Anfield Road end, but they're potentially looking at the cop as well. I'd say they've looked at what Spores have done with that new ground, with the single tier cop they have in Spores, and it's huge, right? Yeah. And they're probably looking at saying, with all the redevelopment that's gone on, and the new methods in, in building that's now, that they could go across the road if they had to, mm. right, and retain the tunnel underneath it. They might be looking at saying, could we actually go past the 62, 63 mark? and go further if we redevelop the cop end as well to create a bigger, higher bank on, on the cop itself. So I think they've all, I think they probably looked at the whole stadium again yeah. and thought to themselves, do you know what, lads, there's an opportunity here that we might be able to go bigger on the Annie Road end, but also look at doing something on the cop. They need to sort out the transport infrastructure. That's probably the, the big bugbear that they have that they, to get the 65. Yeah, there is a limit after which then they do have to the, have the, uh, the transport, they do, don't they? Yeah. So yeah. There's, there's, they're yeah. probably looking at that. But then they're probably looking at the amount of money that everything they're getting for their imaginary ground and they're saying to themselves, mm. sure, we can get, get <laughs> the accounts. Oh, that looks that. awesome, yeah. It, it looks yeah. 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 Looks real See their walk of champions? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All three trophies. The The league from 19... The Canon League trophy from 1984. Ain't no way like the cowboy way, have a cowboy kind of day, yeah. Try the new big sky burger at Roy Rogers. It's Smithfield pulled pork, beer battered onion rings, American cheese and spicy barbecue sauce on a Kaiser bun. Have a cowboy kind of day at a Dash and Uber Eats available at participating restaurants. So many the best one. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> the Alfred Arena they can they can roll the pitch out like yeah. they reckon yeah. Everton be able to float the pitch out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fight into the mercy. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, everybody keeps talking about the lack of signings, right? And uh, yeah. saying that all our rivals are. Uh, stocking up. Well, Arsenal they, they, joined Nicolas Pepe for two and point five million a season for Arsenal, the next forty years. Right. Arsenal would want to sign someone because they finished twenty seven points behind us. Mm. So our rivals at the moment is is C, and they really only replaced Fernandinho in that position with your man from Spain, Rodri. Rodri. Mm. Um, remember Rodri down in Germany there? Yeah. yeah. So like our, it wasn't Rodri. it's. It's, so the plan it's for them correct is correct to say that all of our rivals are strengthening and everybody's doing business where now. It's been an extremely quiet transfer window. Yeah. Um, mm. Klopp talks about the right deal, right? People wanted us to sign Pepe. Pepe scored 22 goals in France last year and nine of them are penalties. There you and go. he was 80 million. How is that the right deal? Somebody justify that to me. Well, that's why we walked away from it though, yeah. isn't it, ultimately? We were never in for him. 
Well, we were. If yeah, at, probably. Yeah, we no, we probably we probably we said probably we were. were That's like point. Fucking Pony McPony outside says that we're well, in for Fambino, Fambino off fucking Fluminense. Chris has been attending a lot of barbecues lately. Yeah, he's been drinking <laughs> too much of those barbecues. <laughs> Fuck's sake. I like it. So, yeah, I don't know. We're, we, some people say we're in for Pepe. Some people are saying we're going to hijack the Bruno deal to Manchester United. Yeah, unless it's fucking Bruno by Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. Hijacking any Bruno. And Dembele is still Bruno working McFunky in the shadows. Is, is, that, yeah. is that another one? That's still The imaginary Dembele deal. That's mm. definitely not going to happen. Mm. Like, look, at the I end of the day. If it's going to happen, I think it's just going to be out of blue. Oh, yeah, your man nobody talked about that now everybody knows about. Yeah. You know him? Yeah, he, he's signing. He's late on YouTube. Yeah. Fambano. Fambano off Bordeaux is the latest. Yeah. Yeah. You heard it here first. Heard it here first. And also, I, I believe that we may have approached Gareth Bale's agent. Oh, what to ask him. What's the crack? See if he knows any decent players because we're looking to sign some of the no, but honestly, Andy, like at this stage, you look at United. It, it, I think people's perception is mainly on the rumours that are circular, circulating around the, around the rivals teams, right? So, you look at United. United, suppose you've signed Harry Maguire, Bruno Fernandez, um, loads of other people, right? And who have they signed? Man, That's mm. it. I know. The other fella, Daniel James. What's that? Daniel James. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, mm-hmm. He was a shit singer in the right, 90s. Like, right. Right. Yeah. But, like, honestly. I what, wondered what happened with all these mad deals. Like, you know, when when Liverpool set the bar for a goalkeeper and its defender last year. Harry McGuire. All of a sudden, clubs are looking at. Oh, we need to send a half. That's 80 million this, today's he, money. Mm. So, I think we're going to. If it's not now. We're going to experience one of the summers where just nobody's buying anyone mm, yeah. because people need to get real. Like, signings are flying ahead of what the clubs are bringing in. Like, I mean, I know there's big TV deals, but it all has to be shared out. Yeah. Well, can I say something, right? You look at Arsenal have done the most business of anyone that was in the top six last year, right? They've signed a Real Madrid player on loan who refused to allow a buyout clause in the contract because he wants to go back to Real Madrid in yeah. Danny Onions, right? And they signed the. Your man Pepe on a fucking pay-per-play deal or whatever it is that they have. Butter right? vouchers. Yeah, butter vouchers, right? They couldn't get their main target, which is Zaha, who's now looking like he's going to Everton, Everton. instead, right? Yeah. So the, but what have they not addressed? They haven't signed any defenders. They haven't signed any centre-backs. They haven't signed any defenders. Their issue wasn't scoring last year. Their issue was conceding. Yeah. And they haven't resolved that issue. In fact, they've lost Ramsey... And they've talk, they were talking about selling jacket as well. And some so, fellas with a stab Ozil, so he's not going to want to hang around. Scoring goals was not the problem last year. Conceding goals was the problem. And I don't see how, that, how they, what they've signed has changed what's there. You look at City. They signed Rodri and they signed whoever else, right? Now City could... City are talking about selling Sane. Yeah, yeah. Like, but that's 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 so even even see yeah even see you have to balance the books exactly you know they're they're under the under the eye at the moment and what who sports sports have sold Trippier to Atletico Madrid they signed your man don't yeah. know his name right whatever his name is what is it how do you say it Dembele in Dembele in Dembele yeah like not not Dembele not not. In So they they've signed him, and there's talk that they were trying to sign Dan Unions, but he went to Arsenal instead, right? 
Rodriguez, the Real Madrid tonight, said that James isn't going anywhere. They're keeping him as part of the squad. Right, so that's one, that's another player that's off the off the radar for the English clubs who potentially mm-hmm. was going somewhere. So you're looking at it, you're saying, not there hasn't been much actual transfer activity across the whole top six. They've all, I think, the biggest number of signs now is three at Arsenal. The rest have signed one or two max. Right, yeah. and we've signed Septan de Bemberg. He came in after the Tour de France. That's why it took him a while to make his uh, debut. And then we signed some other twelve-year-olds who won the competition in the back of Fox, Fox Conflicts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I read today so, somewhere that Sheffield United were in for what Ollie McBurney for twenty million quid. Who? Mm. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah that's not even a fucking player. That's that's like a character in a fucking Happy Meal. Ollie McBurney. <laughs> Running away from quid. Ronald McDonald. He's you know, he's like, like, there's 20 million quid. Ronnie yeah. McBorney. And he'll be like 4.0 on fancy football. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's McDonald's, he's McDonald's <laughs> social <Wait>. media <laughs> character. Ronnie McBorney. He's Edie McCready's son. He's never Edie McCready. Who's seeing? That's Scottish so, I mean, Jim White, yeah. Jim White must be turning his hair out because there's there's very little. There's, no, there's uh, going to be no uh, stand outside training grounds. Everywhere is going to be in darkness. Yeah. Yeah. The Neymar dude is going to kick it all off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was so last week. <laughs> <laughs> Things happen. No, just hair. I was like, play my Neymar at the mailbox all week. Yeah, look, Paddy, get with the frog. We drew with. Sporting Lisbon and we lost against Napoli. That's all changed now. Right now, this, this transfer this transfer window is killing ITK stone dead, yeah. really, isn't it? Like it's just I'm calling it the Brexit the Brexit transfer window. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because all the clubs are scared to spend because they're looking at the value of the sterling to the euro and it's just fucking dropping all the time, right? And they, if they agree a hundred million deal today, right? It's going to cost them 300 million sterling by the time they go and pay it all. Right? Like, that's literally what you're looking at. Like, it's almost parity at this stage. If you bought a player at the start of the window, yeah. it's going to cost you 10% more if you have to go and pay from if you have if you pay them installments like Arsenal. Arsenal could have bankrupted themselves with this Pepe deal. Mm. Like, he could end up costing them a billion pounds. What? Literally. <laughs> but you look at you look at it and you, you say to yourself, right? This honestly, it's a, it's the Brexit transfer window. They're finished. The transfer window closes on August the 8th. All the European clubs are going to sit around and do nothing, yeah, right? Yeah. And they're going to know that the English clubs are going to have to balance their books and they'll pick up bargains after that happens because mm. they're looking at it saying, look at those They still have till the end of August, do yeah. they, to pick yeah. players yeah. off, yeah? Yeah. yeah? yeah, so they're going to sit yeah. there and then they can turn around to when those players. When is their window slam show? 24th of, of August in Germany, yeah. in Spain, in France, in Italy. It's a long no, time. No, in, 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 in ours. Yeah. I think, is it, is it the yeah. Wednesday or the Thursday? It's the Thursday before the game. So the 8th. Midnight, yeah. Thursday before the 8th. Yeah. The 7th. Yeah. Yeah. Let's face it, like, that's the week of the, you know, the league starting. There's not going to be a huge amount of business down either. Like, it's, a week on, it's, a week, we it's a week on Thursday. Yeah, like, yeah. There's literally like nine, ten days left. Like, I know we're not bringing bodies in, but the most important thing is there's no one going out. Which... Is there anyone going? Is well, there anyone set? Harry Kent is definitely off. Harry Kent? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I'd say Ryan Wilson is going as well. Well, no, like if you look at Harry Kent, mate. Harry Kent is on way out based on what. But I'd say, like, what's trying like, Sorry, sorry to go on. No, it did sound like Ryan Kent was on his way out. I'd personally keep hold of. Harry Wilson just to make up some of the numbers that yeah. are going to be required for some of these games, you know, particularly the cup games and whatnot. Um, I, I wouldn't be too quick to to um, to get rid of a lot of players if we're not bringing anyone in. No, I mean, yeah, like I think we 
we do big biz, big business when somebody goes. Yeah. And there's nobody gone like and we're in a very, very fortunate position. People don't really appreciate that. Like they Team we're we so we've got so good and everybody's there pretty much for the long haul. There's nobody making noises mm. about moving. Like that's that's a quality in itself. How I think Klopp has united the players with yeah. the fans, with with everybody. I think a lot of us have kind of lost sight of the fact that in the immediate aftermath of winning that Champions League, you know, I remember you know people on Twitter pointing out going through our squad and putting everyone's age next to the player, yeah, yeah? and and it was make it was making us understand and realise that this is a squad that. Can continue to grow oh, as it years. is, yeah. Mm. There's no, you know, Milner aside, you know, and he he looks a, a very fresh thirty something. Yeah. Um, everyone else has got plenty of years left in them, so I think we I think we are getting a little bit too. I think we're just I think we're overthinking this whole thing, this whole preseason. Right? Do you think potentially Klopp was looking at it and he's thinking to himself, I might lose one or two of the front three next summer yeah. regardless of what happens right? possible yeah because Very possible. potentially both of them look at to Spain and say right yeah. like Mane will be 28 will he or whatever it is. I don't know what age it is right but say yeah. he's 26, 27, yeah. 20, he's probably thinking well I'd like to get five good years in Spain with Barcelona or yeah. Real Madrid and see what I can win in there see if I can win a t- championship whatever mm. he'll have done Liverpool and done one of the big two in Spain yeah. Salah is going to be looked at I'm telling you if, if Madrid aren't winning lots and lots of trophies this year they're going to look at Salah and they're going to say yeah. look mm. at this fella this could be our next Ronaldo, right? And we'll we'll just throw whatever money it is to take to bring him in, yeah. right? And poten- there's potentially coming back to the money thing. If there's money there to spend on transfer fees, Klopp could be hedging his bet, saying this is a bloody good squad. I don't need to do too much with it. There's been everyone's been disrupted with the Copa America and the African Cup of Nations. Yeah, right? yeah. If I get one more in. I'll probably get my way through to Christmas. And if we're really struggling or we really need something, we'll have money there to go out and get something yeah. in January. What, 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 the one thing that I guess the club will want to avoid and Klopp will want to avoid is if, if clubs do come sniffing around, say Mane and, and Salah as an example, they will, they'll be desperate not to lose them both at the same time. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that, be, that would be a massive body blow. Um, I think if they, lo- if they were to lose one and they got mega money, I think they would, they would look to... Reinvest that money straight away. Yeah. So just for example, they always Mane have, goes. They always have. Mane goes. They the look owners. to bring in Mbappe or someone of that yeah. ilk. Yes. Yeah. Tr- try and try and go kind of as like for like as they can with the replacement. Next next summer will be really interesting because, in, from a transfer point of view, because the World Cup is in Qatar. In Qatar, but it's much later. Mm. So the whole summer will be free, mm-hmm. effectively, of any tournament football, because as far as I'm aware, there's no, there's tournament nothing, there's no tournaments because it's World Cup year. Yeah. So, the, you could, like, next next summer could be a real blockbuster movement of players. If, if, if we're doing long-term predictions, I'm saying you're probably looking at uh, Pochettino going to United. You're probably looking at a, a, a big rebuild happening there. You're looking at a new manager for the first time in six or seven years coming into Spurs and being given money to do something because their mm-hmm. stadium is there, right? So you're looking at potential rebuild, more rebuilds there. Mm-hmm. Pep Chelsea, maybe go somewhere. Pep yeah. potentially goes. So I think this Pep goes last year. Yeah, I think yeah. Pep goes to Juventus next yeah. summer, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got somebody coming into City as well. He yeah. might want to stamp his own thing. And then you're looking at. Um, Chelsea who have a transfer ban this season they yeah. can't buy any players no. like we haven't talked about Chelsea here but they haven't been able to buy any players because of the transfer ban so this is another team in the top six yeah. who can't buy anyone mm. right who then will have money either to give whoever the manager is at that stage right yeah. so like you know th- that's where I'm looking at there's probably a bit of well no matter what we do 
we're still going to have to spend to keep up with everyone spending mad money next year anyway, yeah. right? So let's just ha- hold it and have as big a fucking, big a, what's that thing? Transfer chest, a war chest. Yeah, a war chest. Come 2020. Yeah. yeah. To go blockbuster. <laughs> yeah. Sign Suarez and sign Coutinho and bring in Mbappe. Yeah. Oh well, if it's if the general, if the general consensus amongst teams like with the mo- big money teams in mm. Europe is that they're just going to haul off and big transfers, stop the madness this year. I think we're in the most fortunate position now of everybody because mm. yeah. we have mm. got we have got a really really strong like let's say last year there was a really really involved fifteen or sixteen and now we've Ox back and we've Gomez that's going to hopefully we've Kate who actually you know shows that form he showed towards the end of the season yeah. so like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get ridiculous about it and start saying Lalana in his sixth position but <laughs> we have we you will though without without um without any injuries now we have got. A stronger squad without buying anyone. Um, <clears throat> a big thing for me this season that I want to see is I want to see come the end of the season that Ryan Brewster has made some kind of impact on the squad. Yeah, and that he is genuinely going to be there for the you know for the for the long term. I want to see a new contract at the end of the season just so we can see the headline. Yeah. Brewster's millions. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's so that it. It's, 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 I say they're sitting there with the font. Dying to go with this. I think Klopp would only love to make the new Firmino. You know what I mean? Get Brewster moulded into that type of player who's going to work his bollocks off Mm. and also has that quality. Touch. And movement. Yeah. Yeah. And the finish. Yeah. And I'll take the pens. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You like him? What? You like him, do you? Brewster? Yeah. Yeah, no, I really do. Um, I just like I really, I really want to see a player come up through the academy Correct. who's a striker who's yeah. going to just score bags and bags loads yeah. of goals like Fowler and all. Strange no thing about Fowler, right? I, I, I very rarely watch Sky Sports, but I, put, I was flicking through the stations last night and him and Neville were sitting there talking about his career. Right? Fowler's career? Yeah. And they're going through some of his big games. They're going through one game in particular against United where he literally just destroyed them. That was actually Cantona's comeback and it finished too well. He knocks Neville over, right? And you look at Fowler and you look at Fowler in his pump and you go, you forget how good he was. Now, I was drinking an awful lot at that stage, so that's how <laughs> I, generally how I forgot he was, how good he was. But like, you forget, like the, even the finish against Michael, he was even talking about his finishes against Michael. So in that game, he tried to cross the ball into Rush for the, for the, before he scores the first goal. And Schmeichel read it and they were able to smother it out, right? Mm. And as the ball came, he got in behind Neville on the channel, cut inside, and Schmeichel was waiting for him to play the ball across again. And instead, he, he catches so. it and buries it in the near post into the top corner. It's an outrageous finish. The dink is the, is the second goal. Oh, really? But the finish on the first goal is... Because he hits on the outside of his left peg into the near post top corner. It's mm. And Schmeichel's just standing there. Schme- you can see Schmeichel in the build-up has taken a half a step expecting across. Game, that's uh, when Old Trafford was getting redeveloped and there was no fans, is it? No, because Cantona scores in one of the stupid ends that they have in no. the, the penal. Carragher takes him down, I think, was it? Yeah, makes a foul. It was either Redknapp or Carragher. No, it wasn't Carragher. It was Redknapp. That game. No, that was, you were thinking of a different game. That, that, you were thinking of the Friday night before the game. Yeah, yeah, but listen, it was, it was you know, to see Owen and Fowler come up through as kids, like, you know what mm. I mean, to, uh, tearing the league apart, it was outrageous. I'd just love that to happen again. Like, I, Do you know what I'd love? I'd love him to just throw a wild card in that first game and play Brewster and for Brewster. I think he does. I think he's flying. He's flying. If I'm looking at the front three for that first game, right, yeah, um, for me, it's Origi, Brewster, yeah. and... 
one of the three. Yeah. It won't be Mane. Who's the fourth? Who's back between? I think it's yeah. I think he plays for Mino, and I think he plays for Mino probably through the centre and plays. Mino's probably as well. least rested, is he? Well, he's been on the gargle since he won the Copa America and the Champions League. Like he's just been having the crack. He's going to come back about fifteen stone away. We like Imagine one of the NBA players coming. <laughs> I prefer I prefer a, a Salah. Harigi Brewster from three for the first game. Would you? Um, yeah. Really what about Shakiri? So Rigi off the left. Oh, yeah. change of the shape. Play, play Brewster up kind of top of his own, and yeah. then and play sort of Rigi more left and Salah. On Someone the asked on. I on think for the four, like they, we've we've four league games and a Super Cup game before the international break. I think we might yeah. end up having to see some sort of uh, shape change just to make yeah. ends meet. You know, just to you know what he did last season, pretty much, just to get through those early games. Make sure we're not, we don't get beat. Make sure we don't concede goals, because it does look like there's going to be loads of goals at the start, especially with the lads coming back. Like, no, they, they've got to go. Get ten goals in the first three games. It's going to be outrageous. They, they have got a as as far as as far as the defence is concerned. They have kind of got to flick that switch. Yeah, they have got to go yeah. back to being solid and not conceding because I think you're right I don't think we score a boatload of goals early no. days Matt, Matt has been pretty poor you know Van Dijk has been absolutely Van, Van Dijk looks like he's still on the beach yeah and that's you another, know Van Dijk has and that's that another thing down. you know like if if we've got a lot we've sort of come to warm to Matt because of the end of the season that he had but like if he's if he's if he reverts back to type I'd, I'd prefer just to see Gomez put straight back with with Van Dyke, to be honest with you, then you have the durability questions, don't you? Yeah, you do. But look, if he's fit at the start of the season, play him. You play him until he play breaks until he gets, down. Yeah, yeah. You know and, if he, and if he breaks down, then it answers the question that you can't be relied yeah. on. Yeah. It's, it's it's time well, to We have upgrade. Hoover and we have uh, Van der Berg. Daisy, Daisy's played a bit of preseason. I think the bang of Quates off, the bang, the bang of Quates off Vandenberg in that Napoli game. I was like, they're going, oh my god, you loved Quates. I did, yeah. <laughs> but then, as it, then as it, as it progressed, I was like, yeah, nah, not good enough. Or just because he was a joint. Yeah, is he still at? Where is he now? Is just Vandenberg looked like he was running three at points in that game. Like honestly, he was he was in heavy set porridge. Trying to rec- do a recovery run. We haven't even <laughs> talked about Trent being caught for like a hundred goals against Napoli. Mm. They constantly exploited the space where Trent was. Well, we were talking about the match earlier. Well, I asked to talk about the match, and then you just talked about something about Jamie Webster. That was <laughs> <being> on the <laughs> roof. That's because I get sidetracked. I was watching the game, and all I kept thinking of was, why was he on the roof of that stadium? I Oi. presume he's booked to stand on a stage. I presume he's booked to stand on top of Wembley next week, is he? I hope he stands on top of the truss over the new stand. It'd be brilliant. <laughs> Finally, the truss will get the recognition it deserves. <laughs> the greatest truss. These in things happening happening cycles, like you know what I mean. Do you know what? I'd like to stick him for the first game of the season. And the moon on top of Goodison. On top of that box to cover, so he couldn't see Anfield. Do you know what? Be Jamie Webster, fiddler on the roof. <laughs> Do you know the way they can see Anfield from Goodison? They no, because they have a box up now that you can't see anymore. They, yeah, they, they put a screen they, up. They, they put a screen in front of... Kind of thing, okay, yeah. so if they put uh, a big... Projector? What? A projector? Project- no, a cherry picker up on the roof. <laughs> 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 and Jamie Webster went up on the cherry picker. Uh, With a megaphone? Yeah. <laughs> And just shout it down to Goodison. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of stuff. Be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Th- like, 
that'll be more effective use of putting Jamie Webster on top of the sta- stadium yeah. than doing what he's been doing. When do you think Jamie Webster fa- fatigue really kicks in? Never. I think it's when we stop winning games. Like I think, think it's so, yeah. yeah, you know. I think it has kicked in. It is for some, isn't it? It's like you're looking at going. It's yeah, not, not cool get say right. They got knocked out of the uh, group stage of Champions League, something like that, right? Okay. Yeah. Nobody's going to Boston like that night. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? There'd be tumbleweeds and poor old Jamie be <laughs> healthy cap. But do not think <laughs> <laughs> songs are born out of success, right? Uh, yeah. And if we stop winning and we're not successful, there won't be any new songs. Yeah. Do you remember for ages we're saying we don't, have, we don't have any songs anymore. You have to sing all the old songs because we don't have any new songs. Because we were shit. Was it, was it just me or was there a sense when we were getting beat there 3-0 and it was like 70, 75 minutes gone and there was passes going astray that there seemed to be a bit of moaning, a bit of groaning from the crowd? Was that just me or it was, was that coming? <laughs> <laughs> that would be like playing we're a game. We were using the wrong ball for a That would be like playing a game in Northern uh, Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> all right, worse. No, which we were Scotland and Northern Ireland. <laughs> Quick, Paul Gar. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Northern three nil down? I would talk for moaniness. For yeah, like if if there was anywhere in the world, like they could put a game like in Liverpool to get beaten to the get moaniest, the moaniest crowd. Would possible. it be Scotland or Northern Ireland? I think it's between the two. Belfast. No, Liverpool, if you play the match in Anfield, they'll get beaten every single time. Goodison would outdo the match. Goodison would outdo will outdo all of Scotland and Northern Ireland for Mounham. The only time they're happy is when they get a corner against us. At the mm. rest of the time, they're just moaning. Yeah. Moaning. Non stop moaning. Everything's a moan. We need to put that out as a poll, don't we, on the. Uh on the old Northern Ireland Northern yeah. Ireland or Goodison, Scotland Northern Ireland or Scotland moaniest place in the world yeah if we ever reach a lull I think if we play all our games in the Aviv we're all happy clappy type of fans yeah you know we just don't go <laughs> <laughs> I think it started out like that yesterday but when it was 3-0 and people had taken the time to go there yeah. and and, and Got their one opportunity to watch Liverpool, the European champions, yeah. and we were. It was the most abject performance. Listen, when I saw a, a bounce, when I saw a bouncy rebounder goal, I said, "Right, that's it. I'm done." The mix thing, I'm yeah. Oh. Bouncy rebounder goal, yeah. the, like it's amazing. Didn't see that with Allison. No. And all of a sudden, no. he's making a great save, which happens to just bang into a player in the face that then drops to an opposition player who has an empty goal yeah. where he's lying on the ground. Did you see his uh, Insta post? I'm on the way. Alison, yeah. 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 did he? Yeah, I'm on the way, lads. Don't be worried as well. Yeah, mediating the gesture. Wow, bollocks! He's back. <laughs> Actually, was is the great that Alison has taken on the mantle of the ranching uh, Brazilian? Do you remember Lucas used to go off on holidays and have a joint cowboy hat, massive pair of chaps, and unfortunately, Lucas like everything, he almost gets it right. But instead of riding around the horse, he was on a bull. Because yeah. he got confused, right? And the horse was behind him, like. <laughs> Whereas at least with Allison, he was on a horse chasing the ball, which I was impressed with. But he's he's kept that cowboy Brazilian effect going on as they go and born down. He's become Amazon. a father as well whilst he's been doing. Yeah. He's busy lad, isn't he? So look at him, he's dreamy. He jumps on him when he comes in the gas. He's been a minute of poor chap. That could just destroy everything. Because he won't be able to concentrate. He's ruined everything. Keep the PlayStation away from him. That's what happened David James. That's a different podcast. He's working for Ryanair too. Do I see a Ryanair He's working for Ryanair as well. Free tickets to get over the games. Keep it cheap for the lads. For the lads in Northern Ireland. Are we taking a game there next season, are we? Northern Ireland? Yeah, we should, shouldn't we? 
Yeah. Wouldn't have a fucking game of chess and going on. No, you go. I'm not going. It's <laughs> 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 <A> shite. Everything's <laughs> <laughs> <A> shite. <laughs> it just reminded me yesterday as to why I very rarely watch a, 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 a pre-season <laughs> game. It's just it like... It just can't end quick enough now. At this I don't... I, I, I really feel for the fans who actually... Like, that's their one opportunity to go and kind of see the... The team because like it's not it's not a representation no. of Liverpool well, at okay, all. Granted that we're an hour away, give or take. Like we're only yeah. some poor fella flying from Malaysia to watch a match and he turn up and be allowed to show. Yeah, we can mm. genuinely get there quicker than someone in London. Yeah, yeah. yeah. south of London. Yeah, absolutely. Although yeah. I've been to games where I've seen Aston Villa beat us in Anfield. Yeah, I have too, yeah. actually. Yeah. It's probably the same. Is it Ben Seke scoring for them, was he? Or? No, 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 I think it wasn't that the one where Ma- Benny Lazar Markovic and Balotelli was playing up front for us. Okay. Oh, really In the front three. No. And Roy Keane was the assistant manager. Okay. Last of it at the time. We thought we've uh, well, you well you in particular seem to have gone to a lot of losses, Phil. But yeah. you know, it's no, no fun. I know. It's I, no I, fun. I used to go to all Steve Bruce's games in Anfield, just because. <laughs> Anyway, um, we've won more proper pre-season game. One more, yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Like with the community shield loom, and it's probably not going to be our strongest team. Well, like let's, let's put it this way, right? We go into the fourth game of the season, and we win the fourth game of the season. Mm-hmm. Not one person will give a bollocks about pre-season. They yeah. won't give a no. fiddler's fuck. Yeah. They won't care. And we go and win the next game. But will everything be all right again? We I think so. I mean, everybody at the moment seems to be telling Klopp what to do. He needs, to, he needs this, he needs that. You know, people can't get their head around the idea that we're European champions and we haven't, like, capitalised on that opportunity to bring in certain superstars, even though that's not exactly Klopp's. But, like, let's, let's take, for, for example, Origi. Origi must feel fucking 10 feet tall walking around Liverpool. Yeah. The, the win scores, like, I know we are winning the game, but he scores the win on the European Cup final. Yeah. But that's like, what he's Cl- been playing well pre season. He scored yeah. some nice goals, like, he's been doing well. That's what Jurgen Klopp does to players. I mean, he's even he's even trying with Lalana at the moment. Like, everybody knows Lalana's not number six, but he's even he's even making Lalana believe that he's something again. He's got a role. To so play, if, yeah. if Lalana manages to stay fit, he's going to feel. Like he's part of things. Mm. If he's called upon, he's gonna he's gonna produce, and that's what Klopp does. Everybody says he has a blind side for this. He doesn't, you know, he can't see this. So why can't Klopp see that? It, it took us us on Twitter to tell him that Henderson wasn't as good. All this nonsense. Why can't any of them people explain the magic that Klopp can do to play? Because they're not there every day watching. He watches the players. I think they train. They train twice a day. Some sometimes they train. Like so, if you're watching a lad. Yeah. Train for three hours a day or four hours a day, you're gonna see a fucking difference in them yeah. over four to five weeks. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And we don't see that. We what was that thing on Twitter? Bib watch. Some yeah. players are in a bib and he might be playing or he might be playing. Yeah. Like we don't see what goes on behind exactly. closed doors and we don't see the yeah. little the little things as well. I think I think it was storage came out or someone said something about storage. Like he was important to the team because when they tr- played training games, storage took up certain roles and yeah. other players took up certain roles that let the defenders. Like yeah. play better as a unit because he had to deal with certain scenarios and so that. But that's as a squad. Yeah, that's what he that's what he builds. Like everybody's in it together. And I think you're seeing from like the Champions League final, Henderson lifting the trophy. What it meant to all. Yeah, like especially to him, all the players. 
like like there wasn't any yeah. players who had their nose out jointly because everyone had a role to play whether they were on the bench or behind closed doors. Yeah. Like Yeah, nobody predicts these things. Nobody's able to tell what's around the corner. Like Klopp is surprises time and time again and whatever it's four or five years of the team. I think next season there's gonna be more surprises. Yeah, the team is only getting better. The team is gelling more and more. The team is getting more and more of an understanding of what Klopp wants to do. He is a genius and Jesus lads, we have to savour this moment. Yeah, we have to yeah. we have to be looking at the positives. There's no point in saying what if Van Dyke, Mane, Salah all get injured at the same time. There's no point in looking towards these well, things. But if you, if you look at likelihood of that happening is slim. Slim. But if you look at Brewster, if Brewster is around them three top around them three strikers, right, and he doesn't learn at and after at and after, then he's not good enough to be at the club. Yeah. He should be it, like a sponge around them three yeah. players and from what we've seen in pre-season he's like that yeah. like we've seen him take penalties we've seen him score goals so he's hungry he's determined and that's what yeah. Klopp might say to him first game of the season as you're saying in you go yeah. the boys and the three lads top lads and fists on putting he's me. using my confidence that was his he took the penalty in one of the first American yeah. games wasn't mm. he? he took the penalty he stuck it in the top corner like mm. he buried it up there like I mean, I'm a, I know it's only friendly, but what does that do for his career and his opportunity if he blazes that over the bar? But he had the balls to stand up, and I think that's that's what that's what the big you know the big talents the youngsters do is they take you know to take responsibility the, yeah, for being on the pitch. Yeah, that's the word I was I think for. some of I think some of Klopp's frustrations as well have probably come from the fact that like there's fringe players there who are being given game time, being given the chance to show that they belong in the squad, and a lot of them aren't actually doing that. So I think yeah. that's you know, probably part of his frustration. My own personal perspective now is that I just can't wait for the season to start yeah. because I'm done with this whole yeah. season, yeah. this whole kind of cycle of negativity that's yeah. crept in it's, around it's, the results, around the performances. I just want to. I just want, aside from the fact that I'm going over and I can't wait to see them play again, and and you know, I think the occasion will be great Friday night. And yeah. we just aside from that, I just want the whole. Circus of the preseason to finish. Yeah, yeah. Phil talked about it there the other week. It's the narratives. It like oh, I'm personally sick of it. I just want the football back. We're gonna, guy. We're gonna finish with you. If you look at everything, you know we've come off winning the Champions League, and everything has gone into a low. But lads, we have to sit. Back. I know we spoke about it at length last week. We have to sit back and remember. Boys are doing two and three sessions a day. The squad is literally in turmoil because lads are away at fucking European games and shitty Euro games and coming back from Copa America. And the squad is in it's, it's, it's yeah. in turmoil at the moment yeah. because you haven't got that regime where you've got that squad and you need to bring that on. We are now using a lot of, you know, let's call it outside players. Mm. You know, shift players. Yeah, yeah, young kids. You're trying to put them into into the mentality of a, pre, a full pre-season with a squad that's just come off the back of winning the Champions League. You've got boys come back. Wilson's come back. He's not done. He's, he's not really lit the touch paper. But let's be honest, he, he, he's probably trying, but it's very hard when you're doing pre-season sessions. That's, we've, all, we've all done pre-season amateur. Yeah. These boys are doing it at, at, at a, a huge level. They're leggy. They're trying to get into games. They're trying to get into the massive heat of games as well. It's very hot in here. Yeah, it's very, very hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> The rain's just gone off. Which yeah, is good. But yeah. It's it's, ev- it's it's everything psychological, and, and people need to get a grip of of you know the signs. As Phil has stated a few times tonight, no one's gone out and done that big. And we need to sit back and we need to take 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 you know, stock. take stock yeah. and they go right, lads. The squad is in a heap at the moment because of all these Euros games and Copa. We need to sit back and go right. Let's get the squad back. Let's go from there. We can't do that at the moment. 
Yeah. And you can realise why White Club is frustrated because the Cobra Merritt's get off. He hasn't got a squad. To, he hasn't got what he wants to work with. Yeah. And if he does want to sign someone, we don't know what's going on in the background. Maybe Chris will tell us. But <laughs> <laughs> right, I've lost faith in Chris. Chris has lost faith in Chris. Can I just suggest one thing? Go on. Be yeah. nice to see the club going a pre-season tour to Africa or India or somewhere different because all the pre-season tours. Now all the exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's snow on the top of Kilimanjaro in yeah. the middle of summer. Yeah. They could play on top of the Kilimanjaro. Be yeah. Is this podcast over? We got a pair of fellas called Barry Hines to mention today, and Barry, I want me to tell you. He'd have to listen for us. Fucking gobshite. Barry, listen to Sports Wars instead, it's much better. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a kid we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Sports Social Podcast Network.